With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven. While the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook, just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A dot com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala dot com. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this afternoon I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Ewan Martin and Lawrence Conley. We're not always able to get people in the studio for these games, but today was a wee bit different, wasn't it? And we're here hopefully to wrap up the the league title. There was a prediction. There was a prediction of 4-1. By your good self. Well, I hate to be right, mate. Yeah, well, to be fair, <laughs> we've seen a lot of the um, a lot of the comments coming in before the game saying one nothing would do. We just needed to get over the line, but I think we've done it with a bit of style today. That last twenty minutes, uh, we just turned it on. Uh, I think once we got the third, that was it. One winner. Uh, some really good chances to make it five or six. Mm-hmm. You ought, you ought to have had one. Should have had a penalty. What? You know, well, the yard brings down my head. The yard goal was onside. Yeah, that's definitely hundred percent. Yeah, and then, and then that very last one with uh, a badder when Gordon makes a great save. That's two great chances to make more goals. No, but I think overall, I mean, champions, champions, come I, on! I think <laughs> that uh, it's time times like these for a bit of reflection. You look back on the the season that will probably sink in over the next twenty four hours or so. I heard as we were leaving the. Uh, the area that we're watching the game in, it's not mathematically um, confirmed yet, but, you know, there's no way Celtic are going to last, no uh, lose we're, the we're last two games 10-0. There's no way we're not going to celebrate today. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But let's have a look back on the season. I mean, we, as a as a platform, started streaming on a live daily basis during the, the so-called going for the 10 season. Mm. And it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. But what happened is it gave people a platform to, to vent their frustrations and their anger all last season. And that's exactly what happened. And we built up a community. So going into this season was completely different. But I think there was there was a process of getting rid of all that frustration and anger at the beginning of the season, even after we had appointed Ange Postacoglu. What was your initial reaction, Lawrence, to the appointment of Ange? It's, luckily, we're in touch with Jared and he says, look, it's positive, but Initially, you're going, and who, right? Quickly, on to Google, you try and suss out who the guy is, and you go, well, 
apart from in Greece, he won something everywhere he was. Reputation for attacking football, developing players. Your probably arrogant question is, but I but can he do it in Scotland? As if there's some kind of football utopia. But uh, so positive that it was a winner and it was attacking football. But I suppose maybe a wee bit arrogantly, or you're going, is that going to translate to Scotland? You know, <laughs> obviously it has. I Not long after I met Brian McLear in here, and he was going, "Look, he's a City Group manager. They don't pick bad managers." He did say that, didn't he? Aye. So it was positive, and but you know, after Eddie Howe debacle, I suppose it was coloured by that as well because we let that drag yeah. on for too long. I, I, how I, big a part was that? I was going to say that the, it wasn't so much anything against Andrew at the start. It was the disappointment and the anger that we've publicly backed Eddie Howe's a guy. He's coming in. We waited three. Was it three months? And then the last minute collapses. And we're thinking, we've just waited, lost three months to prepare for the for this season. And with nothing. And then the name's Ange Postacoyko. I can't pronounce it. Ange comes out of that, you know. Uh, and at first you're thinking, what's going on? But for, again, yeah, Google, you, you listen. As soon as I've got enough info on the guy, and I, I, thought, I thought, this guy's got experience. He's no mug. He's been around. He wins things. Mm. And I was just like, ah, give the guy a chance. Let's see what he can do. And for me personally, folks say, when was that moment in the season when you thought, this guy, this guy is going to be, has got it, he's good, he's good enough. The first two games of this season at Selic Park, when we, we, we the two six nils in a row, I've seen enough in them two games to think, this, this could be special. On the back flip of that, the three away games, I remember the... the, 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 the the Ange outs, oh, this guy's no, no good after, you know, when we lost to Inverness Cali. No, no, sorry, uh, Livingston, you know, for the third defeat. Yeah. I was just like, guys, calm down, you know, because he's, he's in the door. He's, he's probably had the three toughest away games you can get at the very start of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and But since that game, Ange came out and says, we've got to be perfect or almost perfect from now to win this league mm-hmm. and wow we've done it he we've did point it. out to the pundits you know nothing right. they called the league early in Scotland I think was his they did, his they did. And, and I think though that it's a good point you make that the disappointment of what had happened and the way that you know Celtic embarrassed themselves the way they conducted that totally. managerial search you know for Eddie Howe and it seemed when the news broke and the club were very keen to let everybody know that Andrew was always in the running he had been a an option um, and and uh, you know it wasn't as if we were plucking him out the the hat at the last minute. I think again our boards lack professionalism when it comes to football things because every top team when they lose a manager they don't beat about the bush. They get a guy in within two three weeks, three months, four months. But bearing in mind as well, I don't know. Look, look, look at Manu. He just got kind of ran. You can in a while. I, I think it was the the way we were publicly at Eddie Howe, you know. And then we said, "Oh, Eddie's changed his mind at the last minute." To step away and try and suggest that there's it, it no wasn't failure away. after yeah. that. There's it's no failure from that being yeah. a shambles. You just have to oh. look at the CEO situation, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the guy who unveiled Ange Postacoglu lasted 72 days. He I, claims that he was... I was going to say, was he honest with that claim? <laughs> well, he claims that he was involved <laughs> in bringing Ange. Peter Law was claimed that it was him, or someone else has claimed that Peter Law was, was involved in bringing Ange Postacoglu. And Ange himself has said Peter Law was involved. And... So there's no getting away. We were a basket case of a club in the early stages of this season. And you look at what's just happened today. But when I look back on it and people try and pinpoint a specific game, I look at the, I, I basically look at the two transfer windows and I look at what we brought in in that first transfer window. You know, when you think about the two centre-halves, Starfelt, Cameron Carter-Vickers, again, solid today. Oh, brilliant. Joe Hart, Kyogo and Jota. Now, I know Yakimakis came in, but it took him a wee while to bed in. Mm-hmm. Five, and we were saying at the beginning of the season, we can't afford to bring in one dud. We cannot afford to bring in one project. Everybody's got to hit the ground running. And I just felt that coming up to the, the end of December, Lawrence and I covered the Boxing Day game, and we had to bring in Joey Dawson because Kyogo got injured. It was almost as if we limped to the January transfer window, right? Very much so. And then we went in again, and he'd done exactly the same in terms of quality. So you look at Hatati uh, coming in, and, and you look at uh, Maeda, the, the impact he's made. O'Reilly today, mm-hmm. another fantastic... So I just think it's a tale of two transfer windows. And again, with the January one, 
he didn't be, he didn't wait till no. the last day, you know, deadline day. He actually signed them before the window opened, which but is great. I think he'd identified some of them yeah. in, his first, in the first window because he, he let his frustration be known that he didn't get everyone in he wanted after the first window, didn't he? Imagine he, that one. He, he called out the board publicly. Imagine didn't he say we need to do transfers? Yeah. Because he'd identified me either. Let's not Janovic from that first transfer yeah. window. So, that Andrew's quite public and calling the board out and saying, well, I didn't get anybody mm. else. I wanted the first tra- transfer window. So as much as the second one was good, how many of them should actually have done the first transfer good window? Good point. Because O'Reilly, we know, came late in the day because Andrew's spoken openly about that. It was, a, it was somebody that was presented to him that maybe wasn't a part of the plans, but it was too good a deal mm-hmm. not, not to take it on. So you look at some of the Japanese players, for example, you think maybe Hatate, maybe Maeda would have been in earlier had the business been done quicker. So um, massive, massive improvement in terms of the recruitment. We've got to talk about today's game, of course, uh, as well. It got off to a pretty poor start, and there was a wee bit of nerves going on when we were all watching it through there. There's no um, nerves for me, mate. No nerves for me. <laughs> <laughs> you it, it wasn't so much nerves. It was more like you wanted the game to be easy flowing. You act like today, let's, let's enjoy it. Let's win by a canter. And yes, but... Lose that goal three minutes in, and then twenty minutes scrappy. You're thinking, "Oh, is this going to be one of those games?" But thankfully, no. We, we, we turned up, we upped the gears, and in the end, it was very comfortable. We, we upped the gears indeed. We certainly did. I'm going to try and bring in as many comments as possible because it is a, a monumental day today. Celtic winning the Champions. league. Uh, Les Watts, Champions. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And no, Doran, uh, come on, you boys in green. Hopefully, everybody gets the opportunity to celebrate this evening. So let's have a wee look at this here. Um, Patrick James Simpson. To celebrate, I just pre-ordered a book on Amazon called The Celtic Jersey. I've no idea who wrote it, but it looks good. I've heard it is pretty good. It only took seven years to, to, to finish as well. So hopefully you enjoy that. And thanks for supporting us. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved here. Um, this is a good point. Abada, PFA Young Player of the Year, comes on, looks lively, Um Good chance near the end of the game. But he's a player, I think, in the last month or two who's been in the shadows because you've had Maeda and Jota on both wings. Let's not forget how good a sign in Abada. I haven't even mentioned Abada. Yeah. How good a sign in he has been. For a boy at 19. 19. I know he's 20 now, but uh, and coming in from like Israel, yep. different language, culture, up in the works. I think, I think it's been very good probably for him to have beat on in, in the squad. I'm mm. pretty sure he's taken one under his wing. But yeah, I mean, uh, Abada's... What season? I mean, as you say, at the start, he was a big player in, in the team constantly. But because of the players we brought in at January, you know, I mean, he's been rested a bit more. Uh, but when he comes on, he's an impact player. And he's, he's great. I mean, he was, he was, I thought he was excellent today when he came on second half. Let's go back to one of the points we made. I think it might have been at um, uh, in the pre-match where we're talking about keeping a team together under Ange mm-hmm. for a period of four or five years to see what this team is capable of. Um, and, and bearing in mind there's going to be players leaving the club in the summer, I don't think, though, that we're going to have any big players leaving. We're not going to enter the the uh, pre-season with the concern that the likes of Abada might be on his way out or any of the other players. We're not going to lose any of the players who have just come in the door, obviously. But I, I was saying to Lawrence, maybe we shock, surprise sale in the summer. This is just me thinking outside the box. But I, I don't know if uh, uh, Tumble will suit Andrew's style. You know, cause you have to have legs, movement, mm. pace, things that he doesn't really have. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a gifted, talented player and he's a dangerous player. Uh, but if Tumble's the kind of player who wants to be starting every game, which I which you hear that he is, that kind of player, I, I don't know. I think he, he could be the shock transfer. Because, see, if a club comes in like six, seven million pound bid, I would take it. Well, he's a player that initially looked as though he was favoured by Ange. He played him a hell of a lot right up to his injury. And leading up to today's game, I felt that Hatati should have been rested. And if I was going to go for, you're playing at home, you need the win to win the league. I'm not going to bring in a defensive midfield player and, and beat on or McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to play David Turnbull. So I agreed with that, but I didn't think he, he was particularly effective and today. I, I tell you what, when Hatati did come on, Second half. I thought he had a great second he half. Did, yeah. Tell you what, if people are saying uh, Taylor's a player that can be, we can go out and get better, well, Tumble definitely falls into that category, doesn't he? We've been linked with a boy for Bayern Munich in midfield. So, I, you know, I don't think Tumble's got a work rate. He's a bit one-paced. You'll sometimes see the passes and not play it. 
yeah, six or seven million. I think it's an easy decision if someone was to offer it. You know, we're fairly congested, congested in midfield as well. But I think that's a we maybe the midfield's not really gelled as well as it could. No. So it maybe is looking at improving now. I, I mean, it's a tough one, I think, because he is such a talented player. But I go back to what you and said. Does he suit the way that Ange plays? That high tempo, where you know defensively you've Pace also got movement, to be effective. Yeah, which he doesn't have. You look at the movement of McGregor today. Oh. I mean, he was all over the park, right? Mm-hmm. Turnbull doesn't have that engine. He does not have that engine. And I think if you're looking at number 10, which I know he's been deployed there before, well, we've got Rogic and O'Reilly. So you're running out of options for David Turnbull at that stage. But at the same time, I want to have a strong squad. Mm -hmm. But going back to another point that was made earlier, does that suit him at this stage of his career? Yeah, I think he wants to play Mm -hmm. as a regular regular starter. So I think it might suit both parties. If if a club comes in for him, I I think a deal could be done. So... We'll, we'll wait and see. We're not, we're not, I'm not trying to be negative and sell off our players. Just try to say that he's maybe the one player that could go create space, give some more money for the transfers for Ange, and yeah. We shall see. We uh, see. Jamesy Forrest, very positive from Jamesy. I was backing him up before the game. You two guys had him uh, at grass, testimonial doubt, all the rest of it. <laughs> um, no, his contract. And, I mean, for free. He's still got another year left. I know it was just a cameo. I know it was just a camera. Listen, he's a decent player. He, that's why I'm saying, you know, don't sell him just now. Keep him, let him play his contract out and let him leave for three in a year's time. I think, I think if he can stay injury-free, I'd, I'd, I'd give him a, a new contract. I want to see him ending his career at Celtic. Now, when I said it last night, some of the comments came in saying you're being over-sentimental. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I think it's important at, a cl- at most clubs to have the continuity. And if you've got a core of players that have been at the club for maybe 10 years... Three or four of them in the dressing room are vital. I think it's absolutely vital that you've but got that. End of his contract, will be, what, 15 years on the first team? Mm-hmm. You know, well, it'll only be 32. It'll be 32. So wait, it just depends how his injuries are or how his pace is. And who else we brought in? Kizabada. You're going to hope he's progressed. Mm. You know, you've got Jota on the right wing as well. That right wing position's going to be hard to get. Same on the left, you've got Maeda. You know, so... Yeah. It, it's a, a place there's competition for, so I, I, I think unless, you know, he can stay injury-free and, and prove he's still got that bursa pace for the whole of the season, I would be letting him go to end his contract in another year's time and looking to bring in, you know, another star. We will see how and, that and will know uh, what he wants, who he wants to keep and who he wants to let go. I, I think eight players, Andrew will try and get shot of in the summer. I, listen, I, I think you're probably on the money there because although I would keep James Forrest, I'd look more towards... We're going to lose Dembele. What's Mikey Johnson going to do in this team? Nah, I've not got it. Is he, is he going to be part of it? Um, again, we've just won the league. We're not uh, ripping the team up, but, by the way. Listen, it's not a <laughs> mathematical whatever they oh, said there. Oh, dearie, mate. <laughs> Vincey free. You can't um, celebrate yet. No, no. Do you I think, can. just before I get to this point, do you think he might play some of these fringe players over the next couple of games? No, nah, I think Andrew put his strongest team and uh, make sure it's done next game. Yeah? What about yourself? You can get any minutes in the legs or the likes of Eddie Gucci, perhaps? I think, yeah, I think, I think Eddie Gucci is a probably gets in time. Mm. I think he's the one player Ange probably thinks it's just bad timing. I mean, he gets injured and then and then it's the business end. We can't afford to drop points oh. or lose games. So Ange is probably thinking, I can't really risk playing Eddie Gucci. Because if he brings Gucci in, you're like, well, what's it saying to our players? If he, if he is thinking of moving Turnbull on, you need to give him game time. You need to put him in the short I, window. I, I, I think probably the last... Well, no, but then again, last game at Celtic Park, you'll probably have had the strongest start of living to... to the know, boys have deserved to be in the park. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Tannadice or a sub in the last game, uh, uh, Eddie Gucci will get a wee run. But I think they'll all be wanting to, to play. Let's be honest, it looks like they all want to play for hands, doesn't it? No, they, they absolutely do. Um, and it's great to see all these comments coming in from... Uh, Celtic fans all over the world. So let's have a, a look through some of them. Uh, first of all, nervous start, but bossed the game after that. Very impressive. I thought we managed the game really well. Uh, one thing we did say, first 10 minutes though, Ewan, is that Hearts might uh, be up for a challenge in the Scottish Cup final. Absolutely. I mean, you talk about things in the past. I'll just go back to the Vim Janssen season. And, and, and funnily enough, in that season, <laughs> we actually lost the semi-final to them, 2-1. Yep. And they played Hearts in the final which was actually at Celtic Park. And then it, 
uh, and Hearts win that game 2-1 so I'm going for a 2-1 Hearts win in the final (laughs) Your prediction was right today so uh, let's hope you're right again Uh, We're looking at Chris Thompson had a feeling O'Reilly would do something as a match went on This is interesting because I think it would be difficult to identify a better season that Tom Rogic has had for Celtic I think this season has been his vintage campaign Mm-hmm. And I know he's had moments in that amazing, game-changing moments. But in terms of the consistency and the amount of games he's played, I think he's been brilliant this season. However, O'Reilly's the man with the jersey. And he, and that's on merit. He's, he's, for me, I think he has been one of the success stories of this year, the second half of the season. Um, and it came out of nowhere for me. We talk about people not really having a knowledge of certain players in the Japanese market. I didn't have a knowledge no. of Matt O'Reilly when he no. came in. And, and he cost us under one and a half million pounds. This, this kid, 20, really? 21 years of age. Well, Massive I, potential. Celtic, the numbers said, that, you know, there was Liverpool looking at him. And, mm. you know, he's got the best stats of any midfielder in the, the UK. But obviously at a lower league level. Yeah. Uh, compared to, but well, he's come in and done it. Uh, as you say, he's in command of the jersey. Uh, we're already looking at the boy for Bayern Munich. So number 10 looks like a position. Maybe we are looking to get strengthened. Roger's going to have a, his hands filled trying to, get the jersey back but you want what's, competition what's exciting is Ange wants to get us up, up a level so every player he signs in summer it's not going to be like a, a like for like I think he's going to be signing a better class player mm. for every position he signs so next season I mean this season's been fantastic to win the league uh, considering where we started out as I think next season will be beautiful I've not seen him signing a left back yet yeah you know so what, what standard would that be? <laughs> <laughs> Did he sign them? See, the thing that with Scales, I know he's, he's been playing at left-back, but remember he said his preferred position is left-centre-half mm. as well. And we've not, that's, that's a position we've not seen him playing in. Mark Wilson said his preferred position was midfield, but I don't know what Clones was centre-forward, but always played <laughs> left-back. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Chris Thompson, good point. And we also have a, a comment coming in from... Do hello, LP. Uh, my eyesight's terrible. Sorry if I got that wrong. Feeling on top of the world over here in Sunny Cork. Absolutely brilliant. Well, we are transmitting and broadcasting from a state of mind studio. We're at the bar. It's myself, you and Martin, Lawrence Conley, Sam Cook, and this fella here who's wearing a Brown Bear t-shirt. Uh, so get onto the channel and track down the unplugged session we've done with Brown Bear. Brilliant Scottish artist. Um and a Celtic fan, and enjoy the acoustic session that he played for us. Uh, Craig as well, yes, Celtic from Melbourne, Australia. Well, stay tuned because we are going to have uh, a very specific live broadcast just for the Australian audience coming very soon. It will involve me coming here at half three. You fancy it, guys? You never know, Half three in the morning, and uh, it will just be for, well, not just, if anybody else is up at half past three, they can tune in as well. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the game today. I was critical, I think, of Celtic over the last two games against Rangers, where we got the jitters. We seemed to crumble a wee bit after they equalised. We let in an early goal today, no such jitters. It's a character. And, and a big part of that, if you think back to Ibrox, McGregor, he grabs that game by the scruff of the neck. We're not losing this. We're going to win the league. Let's have a wee chat about the man in the mask. Oh, brilliant, I guess. Best season in a Celtic jersey, Ewan? think so I think so I mean I think uh, he's taking that responsibility as captain to a high high level uh, again today when when we lost that first goal the team weren't we weren't, we weren't playing silky football but McGregor was the one guy he was grabbing the ball and he was running me up and he was, he was saying like trying to inspire everyone else right let's get going let's get going and and we did he's been brilliant fantastic uh, David Bradley one of the best league wins ever What what is your favourite League oh, one. T- ten men uh, w- w- was good when ten men won the league. Uh, 98. The, the one I enjoyed the most, or, well, the, the stopping the ten was probably the most important, but the most enjoyable for me was the centenary year in 88 when we just, it was just a, a magical season. Uh, league and Cup double. That was a fantastic year and, and uh, I, I, I still think that game against Dundee doesn't get enough enough chat or enough mention because you're like so, so-called 60,000 fans but really it was like 90,000 jammed into Celtic Park that day the best you'll never walk alone ever mm. it was a brilliant day that, that's the one game in my mind I mean I was, I was only 16 but what, what a day I was in the jungle it was great I that, love the footage after that I love the footage with the cameras in the dressing room and Neely Mockins there and Billy McNeil was getting thrown in the bath, bath. And, and you know 
people are making comparisons between various different campaigns. And I remember when when Billy McNeil came in, there was a huge there was a huge rebuild on that. Mm-hmm. That summer when when Billy McNeil came in for his second tenure as manager of Celtic, if you look at the players we lost, oh yeah, Danny McGrain it hadn't retired. He went and played a season at Hamilton, but he was with him. Was the best player in that league as well, Davy. Uh, Danny. Danny, yeah, he won the league with him and yeah. was the best player in the league. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, David Proven was gone, Murdo McLeod, um, him who shall not be named, David, Alan McAnally, Brian McLeod. We lost a, a huge amount of players. In comes Bill McNeil. His first signing's 70 grand Billy Stark from Aberdeen. I know. Turned out to be a tremendous sign. And everybody he brought in, Chris Morris, another one, he had played a few games for Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing you know, he's in Jack Charlton's Island squad, Andy Walker. Uh, the our, player, our guy we love so much now, Andy Walker, the player, yeah, yeah, yeah. top goal scorer that season. Blanket, comes in. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to Nick Hughes across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Turning point. I mean, there wasn't actually a turning point because we started the season fantastic. Uh, we, we beat the, the Rangers, Celtic Park first game, mm-hmm. put us on the right track, but, but when he signed McAvaney, McAvaney came in in what, about September? I think his debut was against Hibs, wasn't it? At Celtic Park. It was probably September, October time. Aye, because back then there wasn't any transfer window. Mm. You could just sign players. So we bring in Joe Miller. First game, 5-0 so against Dundee. Beat, scores. Beat Man United to the signing of Joe Miller. Yeah. Aye. Aye. You know, one of the most wanted forward. But he, he was a striker at Aberdeen, then we played him as a winger. But, but when we signed <laughs> him, um, he was being chased by Alex Ferguson, who had took up to Aberdeen as a boy. Um, Kenny Dalglish wanted them at Liverpool Terry Venables wanted them at Spurs Celtic signed them I mean absolutely superb in that centenary yep. one of my favourite favourites as well um, also loved the, the Vim Janssen uh, league win for obvious reasons um, I loved the the first season under O'Neill because oh, yeah. we were miles off it and that was a very very good Rangers side we were up against but this season's been a bit special um, and I think that uh, anyone who had any concerns about Ange, and I've brought up a, a comment here from Joe Fulham, who comments quite a lot on a Celtic state of mind, <laughs> Eddie Who, absolutely. Um, what about 10 men won the league, mate? I'm too young for that. Oh, Jesus. I'm too young for too that. Young, mate. I've read all of- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Lawrence, my friend. Um, I've read all about it. I've spoken to players who are involved in it. Is that, but- the, four- is that the 4-2 game? Yep. Aye. The 4-2 game, mm. yeah. The funny thing about that one is, um, again, do- doing the research for the Neely book is, the ground staff was made up of guys like Willie McStay, Charlie Nicholas, Danny Craney. Uh, there was a Danny guy... Danny got a cracking start to his game, didn't he? He did. he bust the same Rangers. year as... as Nicholas. I scored his debut against Rangers. But great goal return. It was the same year as Nicholas. Come, mm-hmm. on, come on the scene. And obviously it didn't work for Danny, but what a first season he had. Absolutely. And there was a guy called Shanty Ferry as well who didn't quite make it. And there was a fifth guy um, who was involved in this. And they basically stole jerseys from Neely Mockin's cupboard. <laughs> Right, so they were in the ground staff during the day. They steal the Celtic jerseys, the match-worn jerseys, long-sleeved, yeah. and they go to the game wearing them in the jungle that night. And Charlie and all that are saying, you know, people, because I mean, it wasn't as much of a big deal back then with regards to kits, but long-sleeved Celtic jerseys and all this kind of stuff. And they're standing there with the match-worn jerseys on, and they had to come in early the following day to sneak them back into Neely's cupboard. Um, but that was the ground staff boys, and a couple of them did okay. I mean, within a few years, Nicholas is scoring goals against Rangers. I said, oh, yeah, well, partly McGarvey made him the player, though, He did, I Frank. He also <laughs> made McClare. <laughs> this is a good wee history lesson for all your younger viewers. Right? We're, we're getting a bit nostalgic. We've just won <laughs> the league. But if you look at any forward that played with Frank, they seem to do well, didn't they? So there must be something in it. Frank McGarvey was was greatly underrated, I think. Um, and and uh, he's always good fare when he comes in here for a bit a bit crack as well. Um, yeah, we should have got 
I'm going to bring this up, right, because it's easy to forget because we've won the league and we've won with style. Jota, offside goal. 78 <laughs> minutes. He was the last guy in the oh. stadium to realise he was offside, but he wasn't offside. Onside. Perfectly Listen, good goal. What about a penalty? I mean, Gordon brings down my era. He was running by. The ball was there to be one in the line. The task yeah. got a free kick for that. Aye, bizarrely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, the, it's arguably a sending off as well as a penalty. Mm-hmm. What's more no attempt to play the ball? The, 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 the Jota goal when it, when it was offside, it's like you can see it's oh, sorry onside. And yet the guys in the studio, Sky, don't see it. They barely talk about it. Can you, can you imagine if it was say say it was given I, and it was offside? I, I know they're not going to talk f- about it. Oh, because the head of referees is going to come out uh, and talk about these decisions as he's wanting to do. We are, we are, we are, are not allowed decision. to get decisions going our way. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to bring this one up as well, Stevie Boy. Um, he's talking about something I've, I've read a lot about this week, about the league taking less importance because of a Scottish club getting into a European final. I'm not buying that. Listen, Sorry, I think it all depends that. who you support. You so know, Stevie, I agree I, with you, pal. I don't I buy that at all. It, it, it all depends who you support, doesn't it? Well, we can't win the league, so it's no, no important. Is that, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Well, what, what I would say is they've not won anything. Aye, but it comes down to we can't win the league, so the league's no, no important. We've won a double. I mean, uh, it's uh, 52 on the board now. Uh, 52 versus one. So I'm happy with that. And uh, I, I mean, we've we've won the League and Cup double in Andrew's first season. This is great. This is a great time. And uh, forget about any other team and what they're doing. Look at what we've done. And, and I, agree I'm, I, I am super proud. I agree with that. You know, I said during the week that um, we're at a stage now, right, where for years, well, since 2012, we've been hearing that Rangers are in financial distress. They're going to go bust. It's going to happen next Wednesday or next Friday or next Tuesday. I think you mean the Rangers because Rangers did go bust. Yeah, <laughs> just the... yeah, the 2012 version of, of the, said club. The new version. And the thing is, I'm not interested anymore. I'm just interested in Celtic. Exactly. I don't want to hear any of this. Mm-hmm. I and, agree with that. And what's happened now, Ewan, is they've had a season which is absurd. I mean, they can talk about it till the, the cows come home. But it, it may well have balanced the books, right, if it goes the way they want it to go. So get used to the fact that whatever version it is, they're here to stay, mm-hmm. and we need to just look after our own backyard now. We need to compete in Europe. Yeah. We just need to look at our double and our success as a football club this you, season. You need to think about yourself, what you can do to affect things. You know, it's what, what can we do in the park? How can we get better as a team? Mm-hmm. How can we produce better results? That, that, that's all you, you know, what is it, Anne said, you don't look at your neighbour's house when you're building your own. Yeah, your, your beautiful house. Scott Howe, uh, Robbie Nielsen, we've not seen the post-match, so I'm not sure what he's been saying, but fill us in. Uh, please fill us in on that as well, because it's one of these things, I think, that um, there's a lot of people come out after Celtic have schooled them, um, and it's a big bit. Oh, he's probably going to be great. So well, listen, in fairness, he's done well with Hearts, isn't he? You know, he's got an easily thought, but, you know, what do you want an opposition manager to to say that you can't can't come out and say, listen, we were absolutely played off the park, and he's, he he wants to keep the fight in for the cup final, doesn't well, he? His team, he wants to he does, get, yeah. get that siege mentality. We're hard done by boys. Don't worry, keep going. Oh, we're no, yeah. We've got a cup final coming up. He needs to perform I, that. I, cup final. That. I, would, I wouldn't mind him performing well in the cup final either. No, I'm the same. Um, <laughs> there's always this question as well, though. You get the success, and I remember. Standing after the second treble um, under Brennan Rogers, standing with Kev Graham at Hamden, and straight away you're like, what do we do next? Because you're you're now dominating Scottish football. Two trebles back to back. We know we went on to win four, which even now when you say it, it sounds absurd, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do next? So where do we go now uh, from this success? We know that Ange done it for the last parts of the season. We one arm tied behind his back. He's now got quite a, a decent length of pre-season. Um, we know what we're, we're going to have to do for Champions League in terms of the positions that need to be filled. There's going to be a lot of incomings, a lot of outgoings. But where do we go from here? Yet? We have to totally, 100%, start to focus on yeah, European football. If you build a team for Europe and want to do well in Europe, the domestic game will take care of itself. If you only build for Scotland, you'll only be good in Scotland. And, and this is where we've going wrong for the last, what, decade or so. We just think, as long as we're the best here, that's good enough. Europe's a bonus. We can't we can't compete there anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and unfortunately, go back to that other lot, they've shown 
Yeah, you can compete in Europe. You don't need to be in a total league. It's not I, a I flash think. in the pan either. You yeah, know, yeah. It's a few seasons. They've built up to this. Yep. And this, this is what Ange will do for us. I, I'm telling you, man, I think there's going to be fantastic times coming. Mm-hmm. I really believe in Ange. I think, thankfully, the board are backing him. He's, he's proved his worth. I, I think next year's going to be great. And I think the third year could be the year we really do something special in Europe. But Dermot's all... Dermot, he comes out and says that Celtic's only state mission is to improve on the season before. And it's hard to say when we've actually done that. I mean, under Rodgers, after the first season, there was the rumours came out it wasn't quite getting on with the hierarchy and we stopped getting players that he wanted. You know, there was a number of players that he thought the deal was done and it didn't go over the line, which arguably has cost us. Even go, going for the 10th season, the manager was wanting to let players go and bring other players in. He didn't get them. So, I mean, the last time that the, the manager and the board seemed to work together well, I would say for a period of time was striking. And we get two last 16s. Mm. So, on this season, you would say that the manager and the board are working well. You know they're in harmony. Yeah. You know, next, next season, it's got to be last that's season, got to, That's got to remain. That's got to remain. You're, you you're spot that. on. Stevie Boy, yeah, there is a violin just above you and said. And if we did play it, it would maybe be for all these people who don't think a league win is that important. You're absolutely I'm right. I'm telling you, I, I mean, I've, I've been in this area for 50 years and every single league win I have loved. And I love them all. Tell me that, Ray, honestly. And this was sweet because where we came from, this, you know, start of season. And let's, let's, let's remember, this is phase one of Ange's team. But, but in fairness to Ange, you know, he's come over by himself. He was, what, what was it? Some of the pundits say, absolutely not good enough. And he'll be sat in October, he'll be this. Guy that was a serial winner before he arrived here, mm-hmm. get nothing but abuse in the press. And we need to remember that first game at Tynecastle with a goal wrong, wrongly chopped off. A badder. Aye. He had Taylor's ball him and no but great press out cry about it or a cry for Val then. Mm-hmm. He'd done it by coming here himself. You know, he wasn't, you know, how would all the demands about background staff and everything? Exactly. He gave everybody a fair crack of the whip. And you know, the other and, thing as well, Lawrence, I'm going to bring this up. Um, when we're talking about the harmony between the manager and the board, and a big part of that is recruitment, right? So there was obviously a disharmony when it came to the point that Brendan Rodgers, to use an example, is being presented with players that he didn't want at the club, but he's being presented with these players. So what does he do? Well, in Compere's case, he doesn't play them. He plays them for 60 minutes yeah, against yeah. Morton, right? Marion Schwed. Complete waste of a million quid. Marion Schwed wasn't interested that he had joined and there would have been others that we're unaware of. You look at uh, the interviews that have come out after the event from three players, Sviachenko, Paddy Roberts, and Joe Hart. And all those three players were not identified by Ange Postacoglu as signing targets. But Ange went through the process of speaking to all three of them. And had the final say. And had the final say. And he decided against two of them, and he brings Joe Hart in. Now, I've not heard any comments about Ange talking about Sviachenko, but he has confirmed that Celtic wanted him and Ange said no. no. Paddy Roberts was spoken to. He wasn't the right character. Joe Hart was spoken to a second time because we were in for him the previous season. This time, Ange thought, you're my man. Aye. So I think there's a there's a bit of a control element as well that needs to be given to the manager oh, when it comes 100%. to recruitment. Ange has got it, but he needs to keep it though. It no, can't change. Question, it Brandon cannot change. Had it the first season. Well, he did have it. Yeah. Fa- thankfully, Peter Lowell's gone because he was the one guy. For now. He was the Are one. Sure, he's gone. Well, we think he's gone, but he was the one guy who just couldn't lose control. He, he just didn't like giving it away. And I think, I think Brendan's first year, he was given that control. Yes. But very slowly but surely, uh, Lowell was just kind of pulling it back in. And that's when Brendan just kind of thought, I'm done here. And you, you can see in his third season, at the start of the season, Rogers was pissed off. You could see his body language was all wrong. We got knocked out the Champions League qualifiers. And it was just a horrible kind of season. Terminado, remember that interview? Aye. He was just letting everybody Listen. know that he can speak fluent Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> well done, here. Brendan. As long as Andrew <laughs> keeps control. Uh, it's control. He's been pretty flawless. Yes. He's recruiting so far, hasn't he? Yeah. Why wouldn't you give him that level of control? And it's the, I suppose what's different is a level of expenditure. Because Brendan got a lot of money to spend. I wouldn't say Ange is a lot when he's spending. He's negative nine million, negative uh, eleven million, look or at something, some, you know. Yeah, look he's at some of the signings. One point two. Look he's at the players under two million quid, right? Eddie Gucci, right? He's an unknown quantity at the moment. O'Reilly, O'Reilly, Joe Hart, and you've also got Hatati and Maeda. 
who will be a permanent signing at the end of the season because there's an obligation to buy him. All those players for under £2 million each, that's astonishing in the modern game of and football. If you think so about all those big, players for a Barkas and a Yeti combined. And if you think incredible. about because the fee for uh, Big Yakimakis and uh, Juranovic. Five million quid for the two of them. That's, that's fantastic. You know? So I think that the key is where we are at the moment in terms of the relationship between the board and Ange when it comes to recruitment. That can't change. It should be bolstered by the introduction of Mark Lowell. Are our boards finally starting to realise they may have been getting it wrong for the last 10, 15 years? And maybe now they're seeing, wait a minute, maybe maybe we should change the way we, this club's run. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's, that is the case. And Because I think Andrew's done so well. He's proved himself in every aspect of the job. Uh, you can trust him. He's always got the right call. So, so yeah, I mean, it's easy to hate the board because they've been so rotten and so poor. But maybe now they are starting to get it right. Listen, in fairness, they've delivered quite a bit of success in the last 10 years, but there's definitely areas they can improve on. The thing is, Lawrence, it's it's a big thing for me that we've been calling on the board to appoint the head of recruitment. For a while now. And and now he's done it. And it's not a left-field appro- uh, appointment. It's someone who Ange knows, right? So, and, and he just, spoke up. So he's coming from that for me, he's coming, yeah. He's got a good pen. The, the question marks the Sunday, isn't it? I think a lot of people are going, well, how far and wide did you go? If you had to say, listen, we're taking somebody off Man City, going, well, how can we afford that? Because surely City are paying him more than we can pay him. Well, we're paying him more than we can pay him. I don't know if he's came for a wage rise or a wage cut or the same wages, I don't know. But the, but on the millions you could save, good move, isn't it? The millions you could so, save, like we've just said there, with, the with a good recruitment policy. Yeah, the, the knowledge, because as much as the, the data belongs to City, a lot of it's still going to be in his head. Mm. You know, he maybe can't walk out with files. I remember we had a, a chief scout that tried that once. To there was a bit of an argument about who who owned the data, but he's going to still have that knowledge. He's coming in. He's got all the contacts. So I think the only doubt people had was really going. Well, it's, it's law. Well, as much as you want to say, Peter's micromanaged and what the amount of success we've had under Peter's been, you know, quadruple treble. Yeah. Two last sixteens Champions League. You, you know, it's he's got a lot of success it, it under him time. under his watch. It was time for him to move and there's areas yeah. that have improved. Not mm-hmm. saying he's perfect, but at the same time he's maybe not as you know it's not all black and white, you know, there's kind of shades of grey here, isn't there? It's I think it's easy um now looking back on the scenario to, to look at it with a fresh set of, a fresh perspective. Um, we're going out to 1,100 of you live, so most of you will probably be enjoying the fact that we're coming at you from a different angle today at the bar. I know one person doesn't like it, but you know what? It lets you see what's in here. Sam Cook, uh, you and Lawrence, you're in good company, right? Um, but let us know about some of your highlights this season. We'll, we'll run this for another few minutes, and we've got Dermot coming in as well. Uh, what are we going to follow in two weeks? Hope the Axom shows keep going. Well, we went, we continued throughout last preseason, so um, I know that we've got quite a break, so we'll continue through this That's preseason as well. Dermot from South Sydney, mate. So he'll be hopefully watching the Australian show when we'll, we put it live. We'll be doing an Australian show, a Japanese show, an American show I as well. It's, it's going to be a long preseason, isn't it? A like break. Well, well, listen, but hopefully we're getting the, the signings in and giving us something to talk about because. Honestly, I think we need at least five first-teamers. Well, I, I would say, right, you take Jota and, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and you, get, those, in the you five. get those deals done, and then I think four or five. I'm thinking five and talking yeah. about it. I, I think you definitely need a backup keeper. Because if Joe Hart gets injured anything this season, we would have had a different outcome. Well, look at your goalkeepers. Barkas is going to move on. Right. I think it's time for Hazard and Doohan to move on. You're young... Uh, Toby, you, you, want, you want two keepers off. fighting for the for the jersey. So ben, there's too big a gap between Ben and Matt, isn't there? Massive gap. And I think it's probably too early for Toby as, as highly as he's thought of. So yeah, no, yeah I, I, think, I think five top. I mean, top signings this summer is what we'll do. A left, left hand sided centre half. That that's his natural position. Yeah, hopefully uh, taller than six foot. And uh, a left back. I know Greg Taylor's been fantastic, but for that higher level, if we want to be that better, listen, somebody that competes with him. Yeah. just definitely. Taylor's been getting better as the season's been going on. He has. He's definitely yep. developing as a player. Oh, he has. So I mean, there's no reason today, he won't improve that assist for today. If he's got a higher, higher quality, understudy or overstudy, however you say it, a better player in his position, he'll More learn. Totally. He'll, but he'll learn. 
and become a better player from that too. We've got a point coming in from Stephen under the circumstances, the sweetest and most memorable title since Vim Janssen, who sadly passed away during this particular campaign. Uh, let us know some of your highlights uh, going through this campaign what under Ange Postecoglou. The best game showed we could compete in Europe, albeit yeah. only for 20 minutes. There, there mate. were moments. But for that 20 minutes, mate, mm-hmm. we were you know, you, we were well on top of them, well able to compete in Europe. So I suppose it's could Roderick was a 20 minute player before this season, then he, this season he's a 90 minute player. Can he make that team a 20 minute European team? Yeah, a 90 minute European well, team my, next my, season. My highlights would have been obviously the cup final, you know, winning silverware was fantastic. But then to, to, to smash Rangers at Celtic Park. To finally beat them was a massive Demolish thing. Them. You know I mean, it's, it's also a statement to say we're no mugs. We're we're not scared of you. We'll take you on, and we can beat you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of times people say the games, the, the Glasgow Derby games, don't <coughs> uh, have a, a bearing really on, on the outcome in the league. I think this year's been different because it's the head to heads. Mm-hmm. We've won two, one defeat and draw one. That's that game where we won, the fair and won that, that's a six-point swing at yeah. the end. Yeah. They, then it's all square. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think, for me, those two games is my, were my highlights. And, and obviously today, unofficially yet, but more or less champions. You know? and, so, and becoming a member of the Axom team. Now, Kevin, 14, says Axom should send someone to Austria. Listen, if the club were up for it, we'd be going. <laughs> um, we'd get the cameras and off off we go. Listen, I think we've got someone quite close to Austria. They might, might fancy that guy, Kevin. We might be able to sort that out. That's a good suggestion. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the types of signings that uh, Ange brings in, but I've already made it clear. I think we should be offloading the likes of the players that were mentioned from Sorrow, Bolingoli, Ajeti, Barkas, even Julian. There's question marks over Mikey Johnson. There's question marks over James McCarthy even. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we get these guys off the wage ball, Dembele's going. There'll be a few others like Connor Hazard, I guess. Ross Duhan, who I think has played over 100 games on loan, yep. uh, you know, for three different clubs. These guys need to go out and get game time. It won't be at Celtic Park. That's 10 players. Yep. 10 players. So it's going to be the same kind of overhaul of staff and players that we had in the last pre-season, which is massive. Well, the, the thing is, he's got something to build on now. He's got his own players in the door already. Mm-hmm. You know, he's building on something that's his type of players. So I, I, I don't think there's the, the change in playing style being implemented. We've already got that playing style for a season. I, and I've got players that can play it. I think the biggest overhaul this 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 window is actually going to be players going out, get shot of. Because we've got a blown squad. We've got guys here who aren't even close to the to, mm. to, to the squad, match day mm. squad. Get them away. I, I still maintain five five players in, five good players in, and 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 bin ten of the the, the ten players you've mentioned. Yeah. And, and we'll be a much healthier, stronger squad. Send Axon to Coventry. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's not very nice, is it? <laughs> is there a Coventry CSC? Right, um, yes, mate. And they leave Emily Coventry Emerald, and uh, the boys are up, I think, every game leaving early for it. There we go. There we go. And uh, Chris D points out 30 games plus unbeaten in the league. Outstanding. It has been an outstanding campaign. Um, we started off wondering where it was going to lead us, but he's taken us on this journey. We've all bought in to Ange. Uh, we stopped saying Ange Ball a long time ago, thankfully. Yeah. But we know the philosophy that he has, the style that he has, the style of play. And we just hope that we can keep it together. We can yeah. keep this team together with Ange for the four or five years that I think it, it can really develop into something special. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Thunder's back? Has the, the man from down under made it thunder? I think so, aye. Um, but again, you're bringing back memories of the, the Ronnie Roar and, and bringing back the Thunder. This this season, it's been all about don't stop. We never stop. Don't stop. Relentless, aye. mate. Aye. It has been. It's been totally relentless. Um, we've run over a wee bit. It's 45 minutes, but that's because there was 1,100 plus Celtic fans tuning into the show um, and we don't want to cut you off early. But please keep in touch with the Celtic State of Mind. We will be going out Monday to Friday at 12.30 as normal in the little small screens for the time being. Um, we'll be covering all the games. We'll be running it through uh, pre-season. But we'll also have fully produced video content, be that short documentaries, interviews, etc. So get onto the channel and subscribe because you can be notified every time a new video comes up. Tonight, we've got a, an unplugged session with a, a band from Glasgow called The BFX. Next Saturday, it's an unbelievable, sensational session with Michael Head and the Red Elastic Band, one of my all-time favourite bands. We got them in for a session. We went down to Liverpool to actually film it. It's coming out 
a week tonight. Um, it's been a tremendous season. Go and enjoy yourself tonight. Stay safe. Have a baby. Um, have a wee sherbet or two. And uh, come back on Monday at 12.30 for a Celtic State of Mind. I've got to say, I really enjoyed that, lads. Thanks very much. You and Boy Martin, who not long ago was in the comments, now he's in the studio, and also Lawrence Conley. Thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.